Hey, we. Do you like it? <laughs> Deep down, do you just wish you were the witch queen of New Orleans? Oh, yeah. Is that your goal in life? It isn't yeah. even that deep down. Oh, my gosh. Did you guys see? <laughs> it's not even that deep down. <laughs> I forget what serial killer. And this was years ago because I'm listening to the last podcast on the left, like the backlog. One of the serial killers, they like tore down their house and like they built a new house on top of it and the property was mm-hmm. for sale. Probably super haunted. Yeah. Yeah. Down. Yeah. Like 30 something bodies <gasps> on that ground. No, is it um, Ted Cruz's house? It was like half a million dollars, so it was very expensive. But there was the thing with the free haunted house. Oh, that I sent you that I was like, finally, a house I can afford. Yeah, we should get that house and turn it into the 3D podcast studio. Dude, I guess what I read, I was reading about it, genuinely, like actually curious. And what they're doing is they're trying to remove the house from the plot of land. So you'd have to pay for the moving of the house. But it's like, I wonder if it's a historical landmark so they can't tear it down technically. But also like your land can be haunted. Have you ever watched American Horror Story Roanoke? So it's just the house, huh? <laughs> not the not the property, just the house. I think it's just the house. That's a pain in the ass. That probably costs more than a house to move a house. Yeah. Because that's like, I've seen, have you seen when they move houses? Have you seen the power of the new 2021 Ford F-150 though? <laughs> <laughs> I bet it's not that hard to move a house. Well, if, if the advertisements on last podcast on the left, it might be able to can stop at one of them. If it's to be believed, you can power an Xbox, a TV, a mini fridge, a popcorn machine, and like a waffle iron all at the same time off an F-150. I so, guarantee you can. That's yeah. America's truck. I think it's an <laughs> F-150. <laughs> Okay. My rock farming bit is 100% accurate. <laughs> Trust me, I've been in the gulag in Call of Duty. I know how it is. If you kill someone else, you automatically get out. <laughs> what if that was true? Like, that is how you get out of the gulag. That'd be insane. You have to kill a man in single combat. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag if Call of Duty was real life. <laughs> so what's new with you guys? Cody's birthday is next week, and I'm oh, taking yeah. him on a trip. Oh, that's exciting. Where are you guys going? So we're going down to, <laughs> they're called the Mystic Hot Springs down in Monroe, Utah. Are pants required? God, I hope not. <laughs> I think the waiver I signed said pants. Uh, Unfortunately. Hot springs are the best in the nude. That's what hot springs are known for. Be like those douche anti-maskers who do like the mask that doesn't just actually wear my mask. pants under my nose. Sorry, just I can't to, breathe with my wear, pants on. Just, just wear pants that are like an elastic band around your waist and then like around your, <laughs> like right above your knee. I was thinking like, I'll just have not my full penis and balls hanging out, but just my penis hanging out of the top of my pants. <laughs> that'd be something. Yeah, that'd be uh, better than nothing, I suppose. Yeah. So we're going to we're gonna just do a weekend. We have realized. Unless there are children nearby. <laughs> yeah, I won't do that. I think That's there bad. will be. Sorry, sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. We just have realized that we haven't had a trip just us two since our honeymoon. Yeah. So we needed a trip just us two because we couldn't figure out why we would have a weekend and have a trip and then just not feel like completed. And it's like, oh, because we hung out with someone the whole time. We didn't really have a lot of us time. So we're going to just do that just us two. So you're not invited. Okay. Okay. (laughs) This is how I break it to you. Well, I'll tell you today's topic. 
Did we introduce ourselves? No, we didn't. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, you're the welcome, intro. Welcome, welcome. To the 3V Podcast. Podcast, podcast, podcast. This episode is hosted by... Haley. Where she's joined by her co-hosts, Brandon and... Cody. Oh, and uh, before we dive in, I do want to say this will probably be like right around when it's wrapping up. So if you want a free piece of 3V Podcast merch and a $10 donation to Primary Children's Hospital or a charity of your choice in your name, go on over to at 3V Podcast on Twitter and at 3V Podcast on Instagram. Look for the post on Instagram and check out the pinned tweet on Twitter. Uh, Yeah, I just wanted to get that out of the way before Haley goes on with the episode. Go. Yeah. So today's episode, I uh, decided to do something that I've been talking about doing, but just as different genre of it. Um, I'm going to be talking about Mama Marie Laveau and voodoo. So the first thing I do want to talk about is I want to give background into voodoo because I know it's a subject that people think they know a lot about, but not necessarily know a lot about it. All I know is Ngangas. Man, we're going to talk about them. Oh, and zombies. There's zombies too, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it is a belief in some zombies. But really, I didn't do a ton of research, which makes me sound bad. I just mostly watched this documentary about African voodoo, and it's called In Search of Voodoo, Roots to Heaven. And it was really good. And I just wanted to get a background on it before I started looking up Marie Laveau. Um, So we're going to talk about that first. And I promise you I will get a lot wrong. But it is an interesting subject nonetheless. And then I also did Wikipedia, allthatsinteresting.com, and frenchquarter.com. No, only in your state.com this time, huh? Uh-huh. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> I may have done them at some point. Oh, man. No, I uh, didn't. Not this time. But I do want to preface this, that African voodoo is different from New Orleans voodoo. And the reason being is because African voodoo is going to talk a lot more about African gods, where sometimes New Orleans voodoo actually uses the saints of mm. like Catholic religion. The the New Orleans saints. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those weird things where like, it always blows my mind when there's like the melding of religions mm-hmm. to like, I mean, Christmas, look at Christmas. It's like pagan holiday that like got hijacked by Christianity. Oh, we oh Christianity stole every freaking holiday from. We were talking about this the other day is that all air quotes on this one, new religions, everything that they have is just stolen from ancient religions. It's literally just built on, built on each other's bones. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. But this part of the podcast is definitely going to be much more of a discussion about voodoo and we may get things wrong and maybe not understand things. So if you feel like we need a correction, please feel free to email us on the forum that we have on our website. That Send is it. 3vpodcast.com. If you go to 3vpodcast.com uh, and up at the top of your URL, it says teamwarbear.com. Don't be like scared. You didn't get taken to like some crazy website. It's just a redirect. So yeah. Yeah. So I just realized that might be a thing that concerns people if they type in 3vpodcast.com and they like yeah. realize it's it, that's just connected to the business that owns us, which is also <laughs> yeah the the business <laughs> big fucking air quotes <laughs> more like the 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 name that more me like and Cody business <laughs> <laughs> the name that me and Cody came up with ten years ago when we started our ventures in <sighs> media. So when me and Cody uh, first started dating, you guys were still kind of doing the video game stuff, and Cody refused to tell me what because I'm a good businessman. Yeah, it's because nobody knew. Thanks I for ruining the secret. I didn't know until there was a ring on my finger that you weren't just trying to steal my assets. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> my and media empire oh, would have yeah. brought, been brought and crumbled to the ground. I mean, you were in on like a couple of those videos, Haley, and honestly, mm-hmm. we should not have brought you in. That ring was not on the finger yet. You were just engaged. I don't that even think count. I was. Engaged 
engaged. We just lived together. Sinners. (laughs) I know. So we're going to go ahead and start with the conversation of uh, the spirit, which is how the earth came to be or how man came to be, which is super interesting. So we're going to start with the legacy of two brothers. And I might get this story a little bit wrong because I just have it in bullet points. But there were two brothers and they were the first brothers on earth. And they were both actually in the story African. And where the story goes is that we're all African. But what happened is these two brothers got in a fight and they were so angry at each other that the gods decided that the only thing that they could do was split apart the earth and change their skin color. So one brother stayed African and the other became the European and they split the earth and that's how we got different races and different colonies or Uh, what's the countries. A good old Cain and Abel story. Mm. Yeah. And so that's how they kind of introduced the movie is talking about this folklore, which honestly isn't much different when you hear about other people's thoughts of how the earth came to be i was just about to say it's kind of interesting that, like uh the idea that we were all african and then like we kind of moved apart from each other and like that's where the the difference in like skin tone and stuff came from mm-hmm. isn't that actually just science like isn't it speculated that like modern humans we originated from like the african region in ancient like, mesopotamia yeah kind of mm-hmm. like the the like bread basket of and the ancient what, civilization or whatever and then like yeah we spread out in some freak genetic mutation like well it's honestly too a little bit of pale skin and blue eyes what is it called when all the countries were combined and then started to split Pangea Pangea and so it wouldn't be surprising if yeah we are all because it kind of did look like we were next to the equator when I learned about it so of course uh, your skin kind of adapts to that and human adaptation is super interesting in that sense that we protected ourselves from not getting sick or burnt or hurt and then you split and you know we didn't need that protection anymore because we were in the snow or you know what i'm trying to explain we went to different genetics say we genetics yeah science rules so that was kind (laughs) of interesting (laughs) but in voodoo they do have different gods and i'm not going to pretend like i know all of them but here's just a few is we have like papa ligma we do have mommy wata and she's the goddess of the ocean and then uh mommy lisa was the sun just different stuff like that there's earth gods ultimately the same thing that we've heard from other like greek mythology i was just about to draw that comparison between traditional greek and roman and like pagan like yeah it's amazing to me that like all these ancient religions all had this like same understanding of like ah the sun is its own god fertility is Mm -hmm. its own god i think it's just a good way to explain things they're like oh yeah it is a good way to explain thing and it also makes a lot more sense than no offense but one god (laughs) (laughs) they do worship multiple deities and from what i understood in this show it was kind of interesting this isn't in my notes but what i noticed is different regions actually would tend to worship different gods more so you'd go to the outskirts by the ocean and they would worship mommy wata and then you'd go to a different region of africa and they'd worship papa ligma more that's also very greek and roman like what's also interesting because i live by the water i'm going to worship this one god more of course you would because (laughs) Because it impacts your life more yeah yeah it's so crazy like it just goes to show how like on a base level humans are all the same machine you know oh yeah it's just crazy that all these different cultures from all around the world like have these base similarities to them. Yeah, it is super interesting. And what's interesting too is you'll notice when we talk about it a little more is that all walks of life are kind of represented, which is where I go into the Nganga. Is that how I pronounce it? Nganga. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. I don't know either. But that actually 
is just death personified in the religion. It's kind of interesting to watch. Cody was kind of watching it with me, but they're in these beautiful costumes and their faces are usually covered and it's these dancers and they represent the ancestors that have come back to remind you about life and death but it makes death almost more comfortable because it's a conversation that people have more often instead of a sad thing and they almost turned it into a game of death is going to catch you so these ngongas will run around and it almost looks like hoops because they'll dance to this way that it looks like a big circle and it'll spin and it's beaded and heavy so it'll almost lift up in a sense and they try to get you so if they touch you you're dead yeah then it's like so they almost turn it into a game which is what life ultimately is in my sense so it's kind of interesting how they tie that into it they also talk a lot about blood sacrifice oh yeah which metal that is pretty metal I this is one reason I had always had a hard time getting into voodoo and then they explained it so perfectly that I was like oh my gosh this yeah Haley just doesn't like blood all right no I'm not a blood kind of gal <laughs> I don't want to sacrifice anything but then they said um, sacrifice is all in the packaging because we as Americans actually eat and go through more meat and sacrifice these cows billions by day you know or millions by day and uh just because it's packaged in plastic it's more humane in a sense but it's not because what they do is the blood sacrifice the blood ultimately represents the lifeline and so you're giving thanks to the life that you're receiving to nourish the village does that make sense Mm -hmm. so like you give the blood to the god that you're worshiping and then the village prospers by being able to eat the animal And these animals are actually like greatly celebrated. So in voodoo, they have a very close relationship with their animals and they have to pick their favorite one, unfortunately, to sacrifice to the god. But before they sacrifice it, it's like hugged and celebrated and has leaves all over it and people throw flowers at it like they love this animal and then they sacrifice it which is a little sometimes not my style. <laughs> so what you're saying is I'm about to get sacrificed, being the favorite and all. Oh, being yeah. the favorite yeah. animal, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of interesting because normally while they're doing this, they have the people who are dressed up as representing the gods or dancing, celebrating them while this is happening. So it's almost a celebration more than anything and then they do talk about sacrifice in the bible which is also really fucking true like we've been sacrificing things since the beginning of time thinking that it would make things better but also it kind of did because then you've got to eat some protein true yeah it's one of those things where like when you think of like blood sacrifices it seems very like exotic and animalistic and like crazy but then you're exactly right like we butcher cows by the thousands but because it comes in a styrofoam pack with a nice plastic covering we're like super humane when in a sense like it's almost less because there's no personal connection it's like much less respectful (laughs) towards the animal Mm -hmm. and like on on the flip side of that like when it comes to blood sacrifices there are varying levels of blood sacrifices depending on the culture and like the specific group you're talking Mm -hmm. about like some blood sacrifices legitimately are just like these brutal horrible like well and i'm not saying it it almost looks like it is to a sense because there's normally um a priest or priestess there 
And it depends on, once again, it really does depend on the village and whatnot. And I could be way off, but you do see people like spread the blood on themselves and dance around in it or like put the animal carcass. That is definitely a thing that does happen. Well, that makes it look very scary. And again, I'm not talking about any one specific culture or like group or whatever, but like you'll see examples of like, oh man, I'm killing this guy to gain more power. Like there's that sort of blood sacrifice, Mm -hmm. which uh, is very different than like celebrating this life of this animal that's going to nourish our village and yeah. like I, it's one of those things where like when you say blood sacrifice i think most people their head immediately goes to like the very extreme and you don't think about the more respectful more like spiritual aspect of mm-hmm. it well and yeah we don't watch these cows get killed but these people do to understand life and death and it's more of a ceremony than anything and it's really kind of cool because i never thought about it that way but um so that was one thing i wanted to touch on is that is a thing and then i did want to talk about papa ligba but he's interesting because he actually represents the spiritual crossroads between life and death oh hell yeah so that's why he definitely gets paraded around during ngunga time too he'll actually parade around dressed as a female with a giant penis sticking out of the skirt hell yeah and like parade his manhood but also is dressed as a woman which is super interesting especially if you tie down into today's culture where we're like there was no such thing as transgender in my day but really uh like it's been such a cross throughout all cultures since the beginning of time that men could dress however they wanted and women can do whatever they like it wasn't quite as oppressive as we think it was man uh i bet in that village when it comes time to like pick uh what's his name sorry papa legma papa legba. yeah legba with uh-huh. a where uh you know they're they're coming around they're picking the guy who's gonna like so it's actually Paca, typically papa a woman legba. oh so fake penis Mm-hmm. Okay, I was gonna like, say like, nice it's like a banana. big wooden one, and I could be way wrong, but that's just what they showed us. Is it was like an elderly woman, and um, it, she was dressed in a beautiful like pink skirt, like almost like a grass skirt, and like bikini top, and then like a giant wooden penis that you see from gift shops. Man, I was imagining a totally different scenario. I, yeah. was, I was imagining like all the all the guys gather around. They're like, all right, who's Whip gonna be out. Papa? <laughs> who's gonna be Papa Legba this year? All right, boys, present. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what we're working. No, oh, yeah, it's like Who, a big wooden who's one. Who's got and the she, measuring like, stick? <laughs> hugs it. It's super interesting to watch. That's very interesting. But these parades are cool too, in the sense, and I don't know if I should call them parades, but that's what they look like, and that's the only thing I can. That's that's the analog that comes to mind. That's what it looks like to mm-hmm. me when I'm watching it. But um, like these people will roll all over the earth to get connection to the ground to connect to the earth god, and it's just so interesting how you see these things across different cultures especially what they associated a lot with is first nation tribes right um with the drumming and the dancing and the african voodoo has a lot of i don't know how to describe it not the shouting but you know like the musical Um, change in their voice like doing different pitches they're not necessarily saying anything i can't think of the word crying out um yodeling no <laughs> but that's maybe. when dolly parton does it <laughs> what is it we we all know what you're talking about though yeah, yeah we just can't think of the it's, word for it's it. very cool but they talk about the drumming and the singing slash crying out and it's interesting that it was different in first nation tribes ancient religion and voodoo ancient religion it's very one, similar it's one of those things where man on a base level we all we all got those same blocks that we built off of for like civilization it's crazy yeah mm-hmm. but 
and this is total like side tangent and this is more of like a personal thing but like i personally i i struggle when i look at any of these festivities or like celebrations within a religion that are like very showy uh-huh. you know mm-hmm. just because like for me personally as as uh like with my own religious experience growing up and like where i am now with like atheism and stuff it's really hard for me to look at any religion and like not be weirded out by it a little bit uh-huh. well it's and yeah so I like i feel that. bad because like you're sitting here describing this and i'm like i can see how that's kind of cool but also at the same time not for me <laughs> no <laughs> oh, i yeah. think yeah. i think that's a fair <laughs> assumption with most religions i like ancient religions a lot more than i like anything modern um because ancient's usually a lot more primal and i think we're a primal people so plus they were the ones who built the stargates yeah obviously those are the aliens (laughs) no the ancients ah (laughs) the ancient aliens (laughs) but that's kind of where we talk about ifa and ifa is a spiritual form of divination so it's going to be equivalent to like your tarot cards your ruins stuff like that it's just a form to predict the future in a spiritual path and they actually use this to predict the sex of the baby but also the baby's path that they're supposed to follow interesting and i know the symbols in my head but it's ultimately like a circle with a line through it and then there's another uh, symbol of it and it's another circle with two lines in it and um they're able to read different paths by the way it falls and stuff like that but they didn't go too much into it because it is a very um sacred form of divination like not everyone can do it anyone can go and buy some tarot cards right but not everyone is supposed to understand ifa 100 percent. that's another one of those things where like because of my own personal like experiences on this earth like anytime i see anything that there's like predeterminism Mm -hmm. in stuff it just like again it just kind of i don't know what the right word is it just it's it's, off-putting i don't even know that it's off-putting it's just interesting you Mm -hmm. know like witchcraft or paganism or the occult or humanism in general you can walk a light path a gray path and a dark path and voodoo ultimately everyone who talks about the dark path says voodoo will kill you before you kill anyone else with voodoo because the gods are very unforgiving with dark voodoo um they used one example of like you get in a fight with your friend and you want to take vengeance and they don't even talk about the rituals that you can do because it is a very super skeptic like you don't talk about dark and i don't even think they refer to it as dark voodoo i think they refer to it as sorcery because they're like voodoo is light voodoo is love voodoo is pure but uh once you start walking the dark path voodoo will kill you because it is a very uh give take way mm-hmm. of thinking right and then they ended the the show by saying like you are voodoo um voodoo is part of the natural world because you have the air the water the fire represented in voodoo and of course you which is spirit so it was a very interesting way to look at it once again this is african voodoo and the voodoo i'm about to talk to is new orleans voodoo which i'm not as familiar with but i thought if we're going to talk about it let's talk about the originating because what happened and they actually talk a lot about this on the show is when we ultimately came and took slaves and these slaves this part actually broke my heart these people who came from like the midland would get to the ocean where they actually have a dedicated port to it now um to represent the slaves and what they went through they would cry because they thought the water was boiling the ocean they thought it was boiling water so they were scared to get on the boat because they'd never seen the ocean before Mm -hmm. and they thought it was going to be like what's going to happen it's too hot we can't get in there 
Right. And that kind of broke my heart when I thought about that. What a shitty era for humanity when like when people were like, man, you know what? Like, is just a great idea. Taking other people and treating them like things. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's sad. It's very sad. Very um, unethical. But also that is how voodoo was brought to the Americas. So that's where you're going to get because definitely as white people, we had to impose our ideas on others. Therefore, voodoo is evil and you can only be good through the good Lord Jesus. (laughs) Right. Which, like you were saying earlier, with like traditional African voodoo, they have their own gods. And then with like New Orleans voodoo, you were saying that like it's more tied into like the Christian saints. And that's absolutely just like a byproduct of the white man forcing Mm -hmm. forcing Christianity on the peoples that they they brought over. Mm -hmm. Man, history's fucked. Yeah. (laughs) People suck. (laughs) Once again, I'm sorry ahead of time if I messed up or said anything bad about voodoo. I didn't mean it that way. This is just how I understood it via In Search of Voodoo Roots to Heaven. But let's go ahead and talk about Marie Laveau. What do you know about her? That'll make me rich. (laughs) Guys, give me a million dollars. I'll tell you what I'll do. What do you do? This very night, I'm going to marry you. Marie Laveau. Mm -hmm. And she said... And then another man was done gone. Look how bad you said. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. You guys got to go listen to that song. I tell you, it's it's a song. It's oof. Who's it by? I don't fucking know. It's just a song that my dad used to play a lot. <laughs> it was like one of his favorite songs, that and the one that's like uh, the rubber duck one, the rubber trucker one. Ducky, no, the one that's like, uh, oh, looks like we got ourselves a convoy. Uh-huh. Like you like that shit. And uh, Big John. Big Bad John. Yeah, like shit like that. <laughs> Ugh, fuck. All right, let's go. <laughs> well, let's talk about her. <laughs> Brandon welcomed some bad vibes into this space. Yeah, guys, we all furrowed I'm, our brows. Gonna, and it's going to take every fiber of my being not to just break out into song throughout this entire thing. <laughs> Maybe do it once or twice. See what happens. Yeah, Shoot your shot. I've already done it twice. <laughs> oh, man. Two more. Marie Laveau was born in 1801 as a free person of color. Her early life and personal life doesn't have much history recorded, but she would be born into a Catholic household where she would learn about both saints and voodoo, and most importantly to the story, hairdressing. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. You go, girl. At the age of 18, she would marry Jacques Paris, who would die young, leaving his wife and two daughters. Mary would be known as Widow Paris until she would meet her new lover, a French nobleman named Christophe Galpion. I can't speak French. Because at the time it was illegal for a person of color and whites to be married, they would have a domestic partnership until his death in 1855. Ah, history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, don't you love it? I did watch God, no. um, a YouTube video about her that uh, they talked about how actually because... Louisiana was of the French, owned of the French. They were a little more liberal and um, in the sense that you could pay off. So you would be a slave until you could pay off your owner, which is horrible. But um, that's what her grandmother would do. And that's how she was born as a free woman of color. Gotcha. So that's really all we know about her personal life. We do know that she would have kids throughout the years. There's some question of of if uh, any of them survived into older age um, because she would live through the yellow fever. So let's go ahead and talk about her career, which is where she gets really interesting. Now, is this her career as a hairdresser or her career You'll find as... out that they tie in together. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for that. Hair magic. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> What's that movie on Hulu? It's like bad hair. <laughs> yeah. Still need to watch that shit. <laughs> so she would Sindel. have... 
<laughs> what? That was a Mortal Kombat reference. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the um the trailer for the new one coming out? No, I saw people freaking out about it, and I was Ooh, like, it actually looks really good. I was like, I'll watch it one day. Watch it soon. <laughs> watch it soon. Are you expecting? She just said watch it soon, and then stop talking. Am I supposed to stop and watch the Mortal no. Kombat trailer right now? Is that what you want from me? No, no, no. I don't want that. <laughs> All right. So she would actually have quite a career in her lifetime, but it honestly was so much more than that because she honestly was kind of a trailblazer, in my opinion, for the time when I think of 1801 to uh, when she died, which was late 1870s, I believe. She honestly was quite, quite the woman, but her career also led to her heritage. Marie's great mother would be um, taken from her homeland and made a slave, and her grandmother would be born into slavery. At this time, um, like we talked about, it was possible for slaves to buy their freedom, which would be how Marie was born as a free woman. We just talked about that. I totally just read my thing without knowing it. But because she was born free and born in America, that doesn't mean that voodoo was just taken out of her family. It would be handed down. Her grandmother and great grandmother would teach her kind of the ways. And during this time in New Orleans, the Roman Catholic Church would be heavily influenced Ah, by voodoo. Those guys always dipping their toes where it doesn't belong. Bastards. (laughs) So what they would consider is... Like in Little Boys. Jesus. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) That's where they're dipping their toes, all right? God damn. (laughs) We just got canceled. (laughs) Yeah, we did. That's fine. (laughs) Voodoo is used as a spiritual form of connection to the ancestors. So people would go to church and then go to these voodoo high priestesses or priests to connect with ancestors or get advice. They still were heavily influenced by voodoo, though it was never recognized as an official form of religion. It was kind of like a sort of a hobby, not even a hobby, but like, yeah, it was just kind of like maybe fun, which is how I kind of see like if I go and get a tarot card reading, it's for fun. It's not. I was going to say they had like their religion and then they had like their spiritual, cultural connect. Yeah. It's kind of like we talked about on the last episode where like modern Russia, predominantly Christian, but like still has a lot of like paganism and like their old culture, like just underneath the surface that ready to go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And it was heavily influence because they did have uh what was called congo square which is where a lot of um africans would celebrate voodoo traditions and people would go and watch because it is beautiful it's very colorful there's amazing dancing amazing drumming amazing singing it is their culture to do that but she would learn the ways of voodoo from family, even the church, but most famously, Dr. John Bayou, who is a very well-known high voodoo king or voodoo priest. Dr. John Bayou. That is I, such a badass title. I've never John heard of him. Bayou. Not only is he a doctor, but he's high king. Yeah, I don't know priest. how they- Bit of a, bit of a John of all trades, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> a John of all trades. Doors over there, Cody. Thanks, bye. <laughs> Um, I would like to do research on him one day because everyone was like the famous Dr. John Bayou. And I was like, I guess I'm not very well hearsed because I don't know who that is. So I would like to. To be fair, there's lots of individuals and lots of information in this world. You can't be expected to know it all. That's yeah, true. I guess. But you ever been to a library? There's lots of pages in those books. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually have been thinking about getting my library card here recently. We never did because we were like, we're not going to live where we live that long. And then we've been there for two years now and overstayed our welcome. So <laughs> Now it's time to get a library card. <laughs> and you're going to be there at least another two. <laughs> Let's <Yeah>. go. <laughs> <laughs> she cries on the inside. It's just small. 
It's fine though. I like it. Heard there. that before. <laughs> <laughs> it's just small, but I still like it. <laughs> Gets the job done. <laughs> well, well, let's not lie to the poor guy <laughs> or the apartment. <laughs> I'm gonna go now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So this is um, how you realize Marie was very smart. She was a very spiritual woman and also very kind. And like I said, a trailblazer. She would start a hairdressing business doing the hair of the slaves and servants of prominent white people. Now we all know what happens when you go to the hairdresser. Gossip. Oh, yeah. Gossip, girl. Your hair is down. You're getting a head massage. (sighs) Who knows what else Marie was doing? But you're talking (laughs) shit pretty much. Like, What were those implications? That sounded bad. Yeah. (laughs) That did, didn't it? Yeah. Jesus. (laughs) I'm just saying she's making you feel good and relaxed and you're gossiping. Right, right, right. And honestly, like... They would tell her pretty much things that no one else would know except those two people thinking that they're talking in between the four, you know, walls. But I think you kind of deserve getting gossiped about when you own slaves. So... Yeah, you are inherently a bad person if you own other people. I make no, there's no lines drawn in that for me. Yeah, that's one of those things where a lot of people, they they do the mental gymnastics of like, oh, that was just the time. And it's like, that's not how that works. Marie would own seven slaves. She would. That's bad too. Yeah. So, but like, she also, I think, worked very hard to make sure that they could become free. We'll talk about it later. Uh, hmm. She she was a good person, but yeah, no no owning slaves. You, you sound like one of those people's like when when someone's like George Washington also had slaves, and people are like yeah, but he doesn't count. It's like yes, he does. Yeah, <laughs> didn't do beat him like... as much as some of the other guys. So it's okay. Owning slaves is owning slaves. Yeah, she would own slaves. People human are beings are human beings, not property. <laughs> but she would use this to her advantage. So but, 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 as most people I? do with their slaves, <laughs> profiting off of their labor. <laughs> uh, don't just don't air this episode. No, I sound episode, like a bastard. No, it's great. No, you sound lovely. <laughs> okay. So, um, do, 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 do. I'm just finally glad that we can make jokes about something that isn't like deeply sensitive religion, and so we can actually joke now. <laughs> So I'm going to go back to where I was. Now, we all know what happens at the hairdresser. It is oh, a sacred place. Oh, we're going place. that far back? <laughs> oh, I just wanted to read this because I was proud of it. Oh. It was a sacred place where you can tell a trusted person anything and everything. What is going on in your life or work or whatever else you may want to get off your chest. This was a score for Marie because she knew things about these people that they had never discussed outside of the four walls of their home. So she kind of used that to her advantage. Now, I don't think she was like a fraud or a cons woman. I think she was just fucking smart and knew how to drop like hints of, oh, I know your husband's having an affair on you. Like, (laughs) "Hmm, I wonder if you want to get him back in bed. Hmm. I have a spell for that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I think uh, she was a badass. That's who, a little bit of a con artist right there. Let's be yeah, real. <laughs> I think she played the system that played her. <laughs> that's that's true. Oh, uh, uh, man. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Being like, yeah. your husband's cheating on you. No. Do you want to know how to make him super horny for you and only you? Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, no, girl, you need to drop his ass. Yeah. Ditch that zero and get yourself a hero. And instead she's like. <laughs> I got a potion for that. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I got a fucking newt you can stick up his ass. <laughs> I don't know. I can make that bitch's hair fall out. <laughs> <laughs> she probably could. But I do think she was more than just that because she was a well-hearsed medicine woman, a midwife, and an oracle. <laughs> so she was very smart. She knew um, lots of different things that would make her 
A witch slash voodoo queen. She can cut your hair, birth your child, make you a potion, and tell you the future all in the same day. That is intense. She was a woman of many crafts. She's much like What's-Her-Bucket from Russia. (laughs) Although we don't know if that lady was telling the truth or not. (laughs) Oh, was Marie LeBeau also a blacksmith? (laughs) So because she was so talented, on top of all the other things that she could do, she would use what she found out about people. So she would give them advice about it medicine Um, a lot of people do talk about the advice that she would give being some of the best that you could do but she would also communicate beyond the the grave and she would also uh adorn her right (laughs) (laughs) allegedly (laughs) so she really like catered to these white people though because she was able to do all this. She was super great. She was super confident. She had the theatrics, but then she also adorned her house with like saints. And I'm not saying she didn't believe in the church, but this almost made it more approachable for the white culture. Yeah. So she was a hit. (laughs) (laughs) Needless to say, Marie Laveau was going places. (laughs) But I do think she did truly help people too. White and black clients would rush to her house for advice, any protection, any communication and Marie would have ceremonies that would invoke the deities and these people. This was really interesting. Uh, she like the they squirrel would, joined she, us on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> she would do these ceremonies where white and black people, people of all colors would come and they'd have to be dressed in all white. And she would do these like voodoo ceremonies. But it was ultimately just another form of ritual that she would participate in. But she would give these people advice on everything, winning court cases, gambling, lovers, whatever they needed. And they always found that she was right. I like to imagine. Sorry, this is something my brain's been working on in the background for a minute. But I really like to imagine that Marie Laveau invented Viagra. (laughs) I do, too. Like she's sitting there and listening to the gossip. She crushed some clams and chocolate together. (laughs) You know some of that gossip had to be like, My husband doesn't have a bone. dick don't work. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, I got something for that. I've got a little blue potion for you. (laughs) Call your local voodoo queen if uh, his erection lasts longer than four hours. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, she's the best. Her house was said to have altars with saints, flowers, offerings of food and alcohol and other things that you actually traditionally do put on an altar. She would change it out. She would uh, scrub the stairs to her house every day with brick dust to protect her home. So she would also uh, treat people with tea, salves, and herbs. So I do not doubt that she actually did have a few boner tricks up her sleeve. <laughs> like There's a spa, the, the Casa de Marie Laveau. <laughs> yeah. I think, and especially back in that time, that really was your medicine at that point. You didn't really have much else to use. I don't know. Maybe we did. I don't I'll say know. Just anything. a bunch of alcohol. Yeah. Well, it was either that or an old white dude throwing a bunch of leeches on you to suck the ghosts out of you. <laughs> So like, yeah. which, to be fair, work sometimes. I think herbalism may have worked better. <laughs> so they went to her. Um, so that's what like really does make me think she believed in what she was doing is because she was doing these things daily. But she also had a little background to it as well. Mm-hmm. She would attend mass every day, but then she'd also go and dance in Congo Square and she would participate in St. John's Eve. And that's a holiday, I believe, in June where you feast, headwash and dance around a fire so it is a holiday still celebrated and that's when just pretty much by hard work theatrics and a little bit of eavesdropping (laughs) 
She became Marie Laveau, the voodoo queen of New Orleans. She was greatly respected. She was said to walk the streets like she owned them. And she would dance with her snake named Zombie. That's terrifying. I hate snakes. And <laughs> zombies are double scary. <laughs> yeah, but that's how she would show her, uh, Two her things status. Will kill you. <laughs> Can you imagine if she saw Marie Laveau walking down the street and she was like, come here, zombie, come here, boy, like calling it. And you're like, oh, shit, she's calling a zombie. And then the only thing scarier than a zombie rounded the corner. <laughs> That'd be horrible. Oh, a little sneaky snake. I don't like snakes either. But I like the idea that she just, I don't know if she like necessarily walked the streets because well she was a bad bitch but also like I think she just knew something about everyone so as she was like untouchable with these high up elites that she was like I know shit about you I know you're cheating on your wife I know your dick don't work I know you uh like I was gonna say she was someone you didn't want on your bad side because she kind of ran the show yeah she knew what she was doing which I love she's also the only one with the boner pills like yeah. <laughs> what, what do we can't get it up without the voodoo queen of New Orleans <laughs> Uh, sounds like a goddamn hero yeah no i really other do. than the slave part <laughs> yeah, yeah i was gonna say like i really do enjoy her presence i think her energy is boss bitch boss babe like the original boss babe the original mlm no company. i was gonna say except for she wasn't in an MLM. <laughs> yeah hey, that's I like not to a think good all thing the other hairdressers she well, was like you want to get rich fast <laughs> pyramid schemes not good i'm just kidding <laughs> But I do think she was a bad, badass. <laughs> but with a lot of love that people had for her, obviously became hate because what she was doing wasn't the traditional whitewashed American dream. She was living the ultimate American dream, though, <laughs> darest I say. So only thing missing is a white picket fence. Yeah. And two and three quarters children. What is it? <laughs> I have no idea. And a dog. So newspapers looking for flashy stories would describe her gatherings where they were all in white. And I hope they were doing this. This wouldn't be a bad story to me, but they were drunken orgies. Oh, God, <laughs> the cardinal sin. And the newspapers would actually give her the name that she's most famous for as the voodoo queen, like trying to discredit her. I think they were that it's sounded like, like yoda it's like with some reality it's like dude that just sounds metal <laughs> that's <Yeah>. awesome <laughs> like she's just the coolest <laughs> the coolest witch and you say that i'm like literally the side thing. of the mississippi that's like when uh with like beto o'rourke when people were like what was it he'd been like in jail and he skateboards it's like dude you're just making <laughs> me want to vote for him cool. more yeah <laughs> say it's the equivalent of he was people. in a punk band or something it's like you're just making me want to vote for who was more. it is it aoc who everyone's like she's a bartender and and i'm like, like oh i just want to be her had a job and she can make me drinks while I talk to her about politics. Man, I just Sold. I just want to get big enough that we can have AOC on the podcast. <laughs> Dude, she seems pretty chill. I bet she'd join in if we had something important to talk about. I mean, she'll, she'll play Among Us. Surely, you know, she'll exactly. sit down on a podcast. So, da, 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 da. <laughs> I so, don't even know how to lead back into that. <laughs> you just go Let for her it. Rip. Just go for it. You just dive right back in. Well, rumors would spread that she was of the devil, of course, which, once again, I'm here for. I was going to say, that's a compliment to me, yeah. honestly. She was participating and witchcraft also not a deal breaker another big win <laughs> and she was summoning demons like yeah she was she said she was through her snake zombie fucking badass <laughs> so okay they just tried to make her seem evil but in all reality she was probably a really good christian and not probably she actually was she would aid yellow fever patients back to health with her herbology and she would post bell for women of color so if these women were arrested for some reason she would normally pay for them to get out 
out. Good. Um, she v- would visit condemned prisoners in their final hours and offer them prayers or any rites that she needed. Anyone who came to her house who was hungry, she would feed. And it was said that she adopted orphans, but there's no like record of it. But they did say that she had like up to 15 children. And I don't know if that includes orphans. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot confirm nor deny. <laughs> Marie Laveau, where did you acquire all these children? He's like, I'll no, I'm using it for my up voodoo. off the street. Yeah. <laughs> They're actually for me. <laughs> I made them. Yeah. <laughs> they are flesh golems. <laughs> uh, do, do, do. She would die in 1881 at the age of 79, which tells me she was doing something right because I feel like people died really early yeah, back, for then. back then. Man, she for lived sure. like three times as long as people back then were supposed to live. And like <laughs> on top of it, she was living till 79, but she was also like working closely with yellow fever patients. So she had some aura going on about her. Like she was untouchable. The day she died would be reported in the newspapers that she died peacefully in her home. Good. Um, her funeral would be very lavish with mm. many members of the differing race and members of the white elite. Her death wouldn't stop people, though, from knocking at her door all hours of the night looking for advice. Can you imagine being like one of the orphans at the house? People are coming for advice. Like, hey, where's your mom? <laughs> <laughs> they would direct her to her tomb. <laughs> well, I'll just imagine like little Timmy being like, so your husband dick don't work <laughs> yeah he's like i'm taking over the family business see so they do say that there was a marie laveau the second which mm. was her biological daughter from her first marriage that would continue and become the infamous marie laveau i don't know anything about it i actually had a hard time finding more information that was just one wait so number two was a batter bitch is that what I, you're I hope so i don't know i don't know i was gonna say worked. usually sequels suck but like <laughs> yeah marie laveau back and better than ever is bad bitchery a dominant or recessive gene <laughs> these are the questions we need answers it to. it only people. appears every three generations <laughs> so, yeah i don't know how that worked but yeah i guess people still go to her tomb knock on it and ask for advice they also leave offerings at her grave and you can find her grave it actually had it i'm not sure what it was because i didn't write it down but it's in a cemetery in new orleans good luck go find it <laughs> send us pictures when you get that tony hawk has left a skateboard by <laughs> marie Laveau's. and then one fun fact that i, I wonder found you can skate so good voodoo board um one fun fact i found was marie Laveau is still so famous in pop culture and whatnot uh, the misfits i believe when they were doing a local show in the 80s they tried to exhume her body <laughs> gonna say and that's why glenn danzig will never die (laughs) (laughs) oh god and that is the story of marie laveau once again if you have more information about her please feel free to reach out to our forum but uh mostly it was kind of hard finding information about her so i would actually love if people sent me more like books or something that i could read about because she actually seemed like a really cool lady that i would vibe with i agree sans the slaves (laughs) yeah yeah let's do i need to say that (laughs) Uh, yes we do nowadays thank you for sharing that with us yeah that was uh that was a ride yeah she's pretty fun i know i need to do something more intense here soon i'm just not ready for it emotionally (laughs) (laughs) well that was that was a good story Haley. um if you're listening to this i'm gonna say it one more time head on over to our twitter and our instagram look for our pinned post on twitter look for the related post on instagram giving away some merch and some donations to either primary children's hospital or the charity of your choice uh there will be details on 
those posts. Go check them out. Follow us on the socials. Give it away now. (laughs) (laughs) Sound like a radio commercial. (laughs) But uh, other than that, do you guys have any closing thoughts? No, we're not super talkative today, I feel like. I'm going to take some more shots before our next episode. (laughs) Uh, Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Haley, thank you so much for sharing the story of Marie Laveau with us. Yeah, please send me more info. I want to summon her up, man, really bad. Oh. (laughs) Um, I'm not um, kidding. Huh. Well, the next episode just got interesting. (laughs) I will be Marie Laveau. (laughs) Sweet God above. (laughs) Bless this mess in the name of Jesus Christ. Ramen. Amen. Ramen. (laughs) Have you seen that? You know those like bad like house moms, uh, like small town living signs that come up and it's like live, laugh, love. Mm -hmm. One I've seen recently is... uh, in this house, we will serve tacos, salsa 24-7, and I'm here for it. That's good. I think that's V-good. We're going to have that in our house. In the name of cheese and rice. Ramen. Ramen. Very nice.